Welcome to the Weekly Words of Worship podcast. My name is Daniel Innocent. I'm a youth pastor with the Ontario Seventh-day Adventist Conference. And currently, I'm enrolled in Andrews University where I'm getting my master's degree in divinity. I invite you to join me in reading, studying, and meditating on God's word. This study is not prepared beforehand, which allows you to be a participant in the studying process. This will teach you how to study the Bible for yourself, which is the greatest gift that I can give you. Once we begin a book, we read it to the very end. No skipping verses, no reading out of context. Now, sit back in a prayerful state and let's enjoy the day's reading together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for a new day and for being with us and being in our midst and for being our friend. Lord, I want to thank you for not um, giving up on us the way that we tend to give up on ourselves and give up on each other. Lord, we know that so long as we stay with you, we have a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And we know, Lord, that your word says you're an ever-present help in times of trouble. Lord, I ask that you would speak peace to us, that you would speak life to us, that you would speak love to us. And um, Lord, that you would just tell us where to go and what to do and how to move, you know, regardless of whether it makes us feel uncomfortable or not. And Lord, as we read your word uh, this morning, we ask that you would make it clear to us and that you would help us to walk in it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Welcome back, friends and family, uh, to another Bible study. I invite you to open your Bibles with me and to turn to John chapter 3, uh, verse 9. Verse 9, as we continue to read about being born again. So, after Jesus explains to Nicodemus... Um, he explains to Nicodemus what it's like to be born of the Spirit. Remember, he says in verse 8, The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. And we spoke about that. We spoke about what that looks like, and how um, having the Holy Spirit in you pushes you motivates you, drives you to do good and not to do evil um, and and to care about each other, right? To care about your neighbor, to care about God. And, you know, that's probably the biggest thing for me. I know in my life, what's really affected me hasn't been listening to all the rules and the regulations that are in the Bible. But um, when my life started to change is when I allowed God's love to change me and I started to care about people. And I can remember um, when that happened, I remember starting to care about people who usually I just wouldn't care about and starting to care about relationships that I wouldn't really care about. And um, that's one of the main things that God gives us, right? Is that lovingness. So anyways, Jesus talks to Nicodemus about being born again and about what it's like. And we know that Nicodemus is hearing these concepts for the first time. So in verse 9, Nicodemus answers and said to him, 
how can these things be? You know, he's hearing this idea of being born again. He's hearing this for the first time. You know, he's hearing that it's so important. This thing that he's never even heard about before. And remember, this is supposed to be a teacher of the law. And it's so important that Jesus is telling him, listen, if you don't get this right, you can't go to heaven. You can't go to heaven. And this is a wake-up call for all of us. This is not the theology or a doctrine that you can afford to not get right. Now, thankfully, and we praise God that once it's understood, it's very simple. And, you know, if you accept it at face value, it is very simple. Right? To be baptized and to allow God to live his will in your life. You know what I mean? To be willing to allow God to change you. Right? But Nicodemus is hearing this for the first time. So we ask, how can these things be? How is it possible? And Jesus answers, verse 10, and said to him, Are you a teacher of Israel and do not know these things? We got to be careful about who we follow as our teacher and who we consider to be our teacher, especially as it pertains to the word of God. If somebody doesn't understand the spirit of the law, if they don't understand the, the, the foundation of love and that their teaching is not Christ-centered, they haven't actually understood enough to be able to teach. And we have a lot of people who teach, but they're not at the point or at the place where they're technically able to teach as of yet. To be able to teach, you need to have understanding of these simple things, of the gospel. The gospel needs to be first and foremost. Before you start telling people about, you know, all these different prophecies and, you know, some of you be telling them to eat veggie burgers and, you know, before we start telling people about the Sabbath and we start telling them about this and this and that and all this other stuff, we have to know about Jesus. We have to understand what it takes to be saved. If you can't teach that, then why are you teaching? And if anything, you know, what I've seen happen a lot, and I give a lot of Bible studies at this point. I've given Bible studies to, I don't even know how many people. I wouldn't even give an estimate because I'm afraid um, that my estimate would be wrong. But I've given so many Bible studies. At least 100 people I've given Bible studies to. And one of the things that I find um, most difficult for people is that they're confused due to the amount of teachers that they had. And many times what happens is if you're learning from somebody who is confused, they are going to make you confused. And the things that you learn aren't going to add up. They're not going to make a lot of sense. 
And when people realize the simplicity of the gospel and realize that the Bible is saying exactly what it's saying, and you'll see what I mean when I say that very shortly, the Bible is saying exactly what it's saying, right? We don't need to um, dress it up or spice it up or mix it up. And oftentimes people don't read the Bible to discover truth. They read the Bible to find find texts that can affirm what they already believe. And that's where one of the main issues lies, right? Nicodemus is coming to Jesus by night and he's asking Jesus as Jesus, he says, out of his own mouth is a good teacher who's come from God. And he realizes that Jesus's teaching is different from his teaching and it's different from the rest of the Pharisees teaching. And he spent his life studying. He spent his life searching the scriptures. He spent his life learning the scriptures and he has never learned these things. That's why the Bible says that spiritual things are spiritually discerned. Even if you were to take your Bible and start reading and start reading and start reading and start reading, if you don't read with the spirit, then you won't understand. And that's the reason why Jesus says, seeing they do not perceive and hearing they do not understand. If it's not God that is helping you to understand, if it's not the spirit that is revealing the essence and the understanding of the verses to you, it's never going to add up and make sense. Even for the ones who are supposed to be well studied like Nicodemus. So Jesus says, are you a teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen. And you do not receive our witness. So again, he says, we speak what we know. Who's the we? This is interesting. We? Who is Jesus referring to when he says we? Him and who else? Him and those who have been born again. Right? This is the easy solution. When you see something like this happen in the Bible, stay in the context. Right? Jesus is saying we. And you're asking yourself, well, then who is the we? Instead of saying, well, you know, pulling pulling random answers out of thin air. Look at the context of what was being discussed. This whole time, Jesus is discussing being born again and the need to be born again in order for you to see the kingdom of heaven. And he's speaking about the people who are born again and how they look like and what they what they act like, right? What they act like, how the spirit pushes them. And so when he says, most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know. Jesus is saying, I'm not telling you something that I'm hypothesizing. I'm not making a theory. I'm telling you what I know. Jesus is telling him, listen, this thing about being, a born, about being born again is not a theory. This is a fact that without this, you cannot enter the kingdom right? He says, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen, right? He's testifying, being a witness to the things that he has already seen. Now for Jesus, this is big. 
Because think about it, Jesus being God, you know, he says that he is the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. That's not just in space, that's in time. Have mercy. Imagine all the things that Jesus has seen. What have his eyes not seen? And he's telling you that he is testifying to you, not just what he knows, but what he has seen. It is only those who are born again who are saved. Right? He says, and you do not receive our witness. You're hearing this and you don't want to receive it. And this is the difficulty with the with the gospel. The gospel is so simple that it becomes very difficult to believe. It becomes difficult to believe because it's counterintuitive to everything that the earth teaches. Right? That if you would believe if you would believe in Jesus that that belief will be accounted to you for righteousness. What the earth teaches is that if you want to get something, you have to give something, right? The earth teaches that everything that you have, you have to earn or you have to take. Things aren't just given to you. So how is it that the most valuable thing that has ever existed is going to be given? freely as a gift it becomes very difficult to believe so look at what he says he goes on if i have told you earthly things and you do not believe how will you believe if i tell you heavenly things have mercy he's saying to nicodemus this isn't even high theology this isn't something complicated as i told you baptism is not graduation it's just entering into class he said, this thing is, this is an earthly thing that I'm telling you. What I'm telling you isn't some high up, hard to understand theology. This is, this is grade one. And if you can't believe this, if you can't believe that believing in Jesus is what's going to save you, then you're not going to be able to believe any of the additional, more difficult to understand things that he has to teach you. And what's the point to believe those things if you don't believe in Jesus? Without Jesus, there is no life. Without Jesus, there is no hope. Right? So it goes forward. He says, no one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the son of man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Interesting. No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man who is in heaven. Jesus, Jesus is pretty much saying to Nicodemus, he is the only one who can tell you for sure because he's been on that side, right? He's the only one who is going back and forth from heaven to earth, okay? He is the one who's coming, who came from heaven onto earth to share these things, 
So if you don't believe the person who is actually coming from there, think about it like this, right? If we were, if we were planning on going somewhere and you know, there's a lot of people who are talking about the place, but all these people who are talking about the place that we're planning on going, they've never actually been there. Right. So, you know, you're listening to them and some people sound a lot more convincing than others. And some people are giving warnings and other people are giving encouragements. And, you know, some people are saying how good the place is. Other people are saying how bad the place is. And, you know, we're looking for who we want to believe and who we can trust to tell us about this place that we're trying to go to. And then there's one advisor who's in the room who says, hey, everyone, um, I didn't just hear about the place. I actually come from there. That's my homeland. That's where I lived. And I've come from there to here. So if you're going to listen to anyone, listen to me, because I actually know for a fact, I'm not theorizing. I know exactly what that place is like. I know exactly what you can expect there. I know exactly what you're going to see there. And I know exactly what it takes to get in because that is my home. Are you following? No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the son of man who is in heaven. This is his, that's where his citizenship is. Are we following? So, if this person says to us, right, we're planning the trip, there's a bunch of advisors saying that they could give us the best advice, but then there's only one person who actually comes from that place. Who is it that you're going to listen to? Are you going to listen to all the other advisors who've never actually been there, who are just theorizing? Or are you going to listen to the one advisor who had actually lived there? who's not just theorizing, who's not just telling you what they read in a book, but who's telling you what they know for a fact, what they've seen with their own two eyes. Which one would you listen to? I hope you would listen to the person who'd actually been there, right? That's Jesus. Jesus is saying to you, regardless of what your other teachers told you about, you have to be this and you have to be that and you have to do this and you have to do that. Jesus is saying, listen, I'm the one who's telling you what it takes. And I'm the only one who's been there. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm the one who knows. Right. He's saying, I didn't just hear about this. I'm telling you what I know for a fact. That if you want to go to the kingdom, you must be born again. Verse 14, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up. Verse 14 is so big that it's going to have to require its own study, okay? It's going to have to require its own study because for me to break this down, we're going to have to actually look at this text um, 
we're going to have to actually look at this passage from where this story is coming from in order for it to make sense. So then we'll stop where we made it to for today. And I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I want to pray that you accept this message about Jesus, right? And that as you grow with him, that you learn to trust him, that you trust him beyond and above um, what you've already heard from people, what you've already heard from pastors, what you've already heard from me, what you've already heard from your parents, what you've already heard from religious leaders. God wants you to have a personal walk and relationship with him. You have to know your Bible. You have to know it. You have to know it. These are his messages to you to strengthen you and to help you along your walk. And there are many teachers who do not know what they are talking about. Are you hearing me? There are many teachers who come to teach and they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know the material. And the problem is many of these teachers, they sound so eloquent and they're so well-spoken and they look like they're so competent that it would cause you to believe that you could trust every word that they're saying, but they themselves may be lost. And I'm not saying this to say not to trust anything that you hear from anyone. I'm saying this to say that whatever you hear from anyone, you need to be able to pick up your Bible to go to read and to make sure that what you're hearing is true, even what you're hearing from me. Does that make sense? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that we were able to spend with one another. Lord, um, you said that if it's possible in the last days, the enemy would deceive even the very elect. And uh, we know, Lord, that one of the major ways that he's going to deceive people is by false teachers teaching false doctrines. And it's interesting because Nicodemus, you know, his heart clearly was in the right place. You know, clearly he wanted to learn and he wanted to know the truth, which is the reason why he came looking for you, Jesus. But I know that you've put this story in, in the Bible for a reason, because if him being a Pharisee, being a teacher, didn't know what he was talking about, and what about today? And what about all the teachers that exist today who may have pure intentions and yet still not actually know the gospel? And then how would they ever be able to help your children to find you? Lord, I claim your promise. You said that you will seek for me and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. I claim that promise in the name of Jesus Christ over every individual who is listening to this right now. Lord, that you will be found by them when they search for you with all their heart. 
Lord, help us not to be discouraged when we read things that we don't understand, but to take time to pray and to meditate and to seek your face and to go along this journey of discovery with you. Again, Lord, we thank you. We magnify your name. We praise you because you're worthy to be praised. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you, friends. Um, one thing I, I will say uh, before I let you go, if this uh, message was a blessing to you, then um, please share it with a, a friend. You know, um, share it with someone who uh, you feel would be encouraged by listening to this. If any of the previous um, episodes, if you know a friend that uh, you feel needs to hear it or can benefit from hearing it, then feel free to share it with them. I'm not in this for fame or for glory to myself, but I know that Jesus is coming soon and I want to do my part to let people know about him and to, to spread his word to as many people as, as possible. So uh, your help in fulfilling his mission is greatly appreciated in everything that you do, not just in sharing this episode, but in, um, you know, sometimes you don't need to actually share the episode. You can share it um, by the truths that you learn, right? You can share it with your own mouth. And um, that is even better than just sharing the episode, to be honest, because you're you're taking it into yourself and you're, you're bringing it to the world the way that Jesus told us to. So my prayer is that God would remain with you and give you strength and that today you would go forth and conquer. Until we see each other again, God willing, take care. <laughs>